Slide your finger up from the button to lock into record mode. From the button? Yep, it's recording. Wow, technology of today. That's it. So what would you like to ask me? Um, I got nothing. While I'm drinking my beetroot juice, just to give people at home a sense of what we're actually doing. What you're about. Well, yeah. what I'm doing. The juicing. I listen to so many podcasts. I'm the podcast queen. Don't you? <laughs> I listen to a few, but well, mainly um, mainly audiobooks is what I'm on now. What's your favourite? Well, what audiobook are you listening to at the moment? I just finished Jordan Peterson's book yesterday mm-hmm. on the train. It's so good. So I'm, tell me like the elements that stood out for you. Oh, i got to re-listen to it and reread it. Because there's so much information, I'd find myself just skipping back and re-listening to it, because he's very in depth and. Also, your mind goes off somewhere. Too, oh, sometimes. all the time. Yeah. I find myself like thinking about something else, and I go, "Hold on a second, I wasn't paying attention," uh, and then I just press the rewind button a bunch of times, and then it starts again. Do you know what I found so interesting is that here I am running the foundational counselling skills. Yeah. And then they talk, he starts talking about Freud, and he starts talking about yeah, Adler Freud. and Jung, and he talks... Carl Jung. Yeah, like yeah. what he was saying is you just got to shut the hell up, and that fits pretty much what I teach at listening. the Foundational Counseling Skills about the listening. Yeah. Um, and get out of the way, he says. I don't know if you heard the chapter, but he starts a chapter off saying a crude comment about psychotherapy, and it just like made me laugh because I thought of you straight away because you're a psychotherapist mm. and um but he he didn't denote it it was more like just putting it plain and simple saying that psychotherapy is a true genuine conversation and when it comes to talking to people listening is just as important as talking you know and yeah. that's that stuff's crazy well, when I teach my workshop, it's all about silence, like because we're always trying to fill the space. So I'm trying to teach them not to fill it and have their client fill it. And sometimes it's not about like, you know, because they're asking me, how do I deal with being a person yeah. as a therapist? Yeah. And you know what? You have a different hat on when you're the therapist. You have to. You have to. You have to. You have to. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Oh, also when they talked about parenting. When he talked about parenting. Oh, how good is that? I yeah. don't even have kids or even cared about having kids, but the thought that he put into it, it like just having kids in general is like. It's totally it, interesting. It made me like laugh because. You have a responsibility not to have an asshole as a child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically what he was saying. Yeah. No. Look at the shoe fits. <laughs> Merciless. Um, We're doing a podcast, Jackson. Yeah. Jackson oh, just right, walked man. in the room, by Jackson the way. just walked in and he's joining the podcast. Ooh. Pretty much. I like your jacket, Mum. Yes, thank you. Or shiny. It looks like a silk. You look like a drug dealer. I am. So let me just ask you, Jackson, what's the verdict with your bleed in your leg? Um... There's about a 75% chance it needs to be amputated. Bullshit. Oh, amputated. 75% right? Get me a butter knife. Amputation. Jackson, are you going to go to the doctor? Because you've got like 10 yeah, minutes. They're going to give me some steroids. Go now. Oh, you're going to get jacked. Yeah. Are you going to go jacked. now? Because you've got 10 minutes to 100%. get there. 
Yeah, no, well, that's the thing. It's a walk-in. It's not actually a walk-in. So I want to yeah. see my, my regular GP. Right, okay. She's booked out, so okay. I have to call them and then be there. Wow. So why weren't you going to go to the hospital when you're a haemophiliac and you because probably I'm need it? I'm not a... really sure if it's that bad. I think we might be being a bit impatient here. I know... Well, 75% chance of amputation is a big deal. <laughs> you you don't want to be cheating. legless, bro. No, I'm kidding. It was like that a couple of weeks ago oh, from what I heard. God. I don't, don't understand. Talk shit like that. I don't understand. So you can't even walk on it. No, I'm fine. I can actually run if I want to. Oh, that's going to help. No mm. way. You got internal bleeding. Oh, I give up. Do what you want. Jackson. But when you don't have, when you only have one leg, don't ask me for help. That's Jackson's all. got a pimp limp. Yeah, I'm not going to be available for the next couple of days. So if you do need to go to the hospital, then you're just going to have to call someone else. She went for a walk. Yeah. With uh, right. Lil Lil. Where are you going? Do you want to take me to Blackson Road? I'm going to take you to Blackson Road. Alright, sweet. Sounds pretty good. good. My black tire fixed again. It's been broken for the last few weeks. I just haven't bothered. This is like the same conversation we have over and over. This is like conversation with Remy and Jackson and Mum. Ciao. Yeah. Ciao, bro. Let me know if you need anything. I'm only available today. I should be working. Oh. That's not true. You don't want to help him, he said. I made you beetroot juice. Are you going to take him to the hospital? He doesn't want to go. What do you mean? He wants to go to his GP. He doesn't think Just it's as bad. Just grab him by the collar and be like, you're going to He's hospital, He's 24 mate. years old. Yeah, I, mean, I feel bad, like... This is a personal podcast now. <laughs> Since Jackson this, came in. Mm. That whole thing about parenting. Interesting that we brought that up. Oh, yeah. It's uh, interesting because uh, Jordan Peterson would bring up merciless. Is that a word? Merciless? No. Yeah. Merciless discipline. Because kids don't know any better. They're testing the boundaries. So you got to tell them what's right and wrong. And you got to use your judgment and discipline a kid. It doesn't matter if you tell them. Because no, they doesn't. won't listen. And it takes so much energy to help. And, yeah, that's it's a tough, that's a tough role. It's a tough role. Like, did you hear about him talking about how he got some kid to go to sleep? He didn't put him in a sleeper hold or anything like that, but some kid was having a sleepover at his house while their parents were away. I thought it was he got someone to eat. That too. That was his kid. But this one was another kid sleeping over his house that wasn't his child, but he had to, you know, discipline him. He was being loud. Yeah. And keeping all the other kids up. Um, It's funny because, like, he he had to use force. This kid kept getting up and going crazy. And he's like, you know, go to bed, go to sleep. Yeah would be stern yeah and eventually it escalated to the point where he had to literally lay the kid down and have one hand <laughs> on his chest or back just to keep him down oh my god i know and i was thinking about this like holy shit like, restrain him it's, it restrain him and it's like whoa like it's 
funny that you say that. A lot of people would be so against it, like smacking a kid mm. and all these like. The way he talks to you is pretty passionate. It's like He's no, passionate. you have to do it like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good because like I'm not gonna argue with it because I agree with it. You know, it resonates with me. It's funny that you bring that up because when you were a baby, well, when you were like little, you didn't want to take your naps. I was like, no, no, that's what you used to say. Uh-huh, yeah. And I would actually lie down and put you on my chest and hold and you down, restrain That's the you. best way. And the only way you'd sleep. That's the only way it can happen because, like, I don't know any better. I'm but when it's restless. someone else's kid, it's very difficult. Yeah. So what he did was he laid the kid down on his hand and he struggled for a bit and then took his hand off and um and then he stood and then he took his hand off and the kid got back up and then he put him back down again yeah put his hand yeah it's just you do that with dogs repetition and the thing about that is jordan peterson didn't get angry he saw the kid get up and he goes you've got heart you've got strength yeah and that's commendable that's something that you should you know you should use for something else not to not sleep (laughs) yeah exactly right he's just not um using in the right spot but he's he's not just putting him down and saying oh you like you know he he, saw something good in his actions yeah he's like look at you you've got strength you're you're standing up to me so he was you know complimenting the kid he validated him yeah so then he got back up and then he got back he put him back down again but then as he was leaving he put him back down and he just laid down and then as he started leaving the room quickly as possible before he got up he stood up again and then Jordan Peter turns Peterson turns around looks at the kid and goes um like says something like with a bit of tongue in cheek like uh go to sleep monster or something like that and points at him yeah. And in a playful way. Yeah. And then he just drops, just like that. And I don't know. I just... So he didn't actually attach any anger and emotion to it. He kept his cool the whole way. Yeah. So therefore, yeah. Yeah. He's, I bet you this kid's used to... Escalating. Yeah, escalating the other person's feelings. Yep. So when his parents came the next day to go, how was, how was how the was kid? How was the little monster? Yeah. Um... Jordan Pearson didn't worry about telling him what he did. Mm. He said, yeah, he was good. And the father of that kid looked at Jordan Pearson like, I know what he's like. Mm. So I know you had to do something. And he wanted to know and ask Jordan Pearson. He didn't ask him. So Jordan Pearson refrained from telling him. Because it's not his role to teach someone and put them... You know, it's like saving grace. Like you should. Yeah, because otherwise, that well, when when he helped that kid eat, right, or his wife helped that kid eat, mm. and then the parent came to pick up the child, she was she was a psychologist as well. She was angry, yeah. so angry. Yeah. That oh, you're the best parents, aren't you? Like she took it so personally. Exactly. Not, not looking and go, wow. Yeah, you she know, won't take it. Take it in. Take advice or anything. Yeah, because that's when you kind of get a bit humiliated because what you've been doing hasn't worked i think there's another um there's a podcast that i've been listening is to how to be okay with people disliking you or something like that yeah right which i find really difficult same so um they're talking about so it's all about interrelationships so you know like these relationships that are 
entwined and the more that you're entwined with something you can be too much where you can't even talk to that person yeah you're too into it and you can't take a step back and like actually realize what's going on yeah that's um definitely what i noticed with my relationship with chloe like taking a step back now and going whoa like i'm realizing all these flaws we both had especially myself and yeah all these things that could have been raised but i don't want to raise anything that would make me feel uncomfortable that was back in the day and now i'm realizing that if it's it's better to raise something up in the moment and feel uncomfortable about it than not because that will that will manifest and grow and turn into something terrible like a dis-ease of some sort yeah and um yeah it's crazy he's crazy um but i don't like confrontation so like it's hard i want everyone to be on my side but then i go realize that not everyone's gonna like you and that's a good thing um yeah you're not gonna be everyone's cup of tea yeah i want to learn to stand up for myself and um just be like what Jordan Peterson says, and I really love it, um, being a truth warrior, you know? Well, that's what he says about psychotherapy. It's two people in the room telling each other the truth. Truth, yeah. And that's it. Like, that's the, full of, I love There's nothing better that. than that, yeah. So you obviously got heaps far in the book. Yeah, I've got heaps far in the book. I thought it was great. Like, I might have missed a couple of things. Same. But... I thought it was great. I mean, part of it when he talks about God was a bit confronting and a bit much. Really? Oh, it's very difficult to hear that stuff sometimes. Oh, 100%. There's so much about it. Dion was saying something about um, before religion, and it sucks because there's this word that he used that was really, really nice. I just forgot it. There's this word that... It's got like a V in it. It's got an A in it. Damn. It's got a V. It's got an A. Does it start with V? I don't know. It's like, it's like an ism. <laughs> it's oh, it's, no. a, <coughs> it's so vague. What does it mean? Um, it's just before all the, you know, uh, structured religions were there. It's more like when, it's like paganism, I guess. Right. But when, um, before all these structured religions were so powerful and strong, it's more like when the tribes, small tribes had their stories and the magic behind that and Dion kind of like likes that stuff. And it's good to hear, it's good to hear. I know what you mean, like rituals. Yeah. They had ancient rituals, like. Yeah. And it's getting back to that sort of thing and not only that. culture. When I was in my workshop, there was somebody that was talking about how they really liked the fact that there was there were elders to come and talk to, to come and sit with if you had an issue and stuff like that. We don't have that in no Western way. society. It, like, we're just losing so much culture the more we, uh, you know, progress into this... Technology? Te- yeah, technologically advanced society where we're not dealing with it on a human level we're just letting technology do it for us we're hiding behind technology so it's an interesting thing that technology and social media sponsor connection but it's actually not connection it's a one-dimensional 
yeah. connection. You can see one dimensional. You cannot see the whole three D. Yeah. Like the heart, the soul, the it's person. No way. Like you're just looking at pictures. That's why there's so much shit posting on the internet because people don't have the face to face connection. You wouldn't shit post in. You wouldn't talk shit in front of someone because there's social cues. You get punched in the face, or you yeah, know, you yeah. you start an argument. But if it's on the, online. An argument doesn't matter. You can throw your shit out there, yeah. make someone feel like shit, and you're just going about your day, not having to go no, back but there. Don't you think there's an intention? Usually, people do that with the intention to make somebody feel like crap. Yeah, because they feel like crap themselves. So it's just. So a, let me ask you: How much of that energy that you're pointing at somebody? How much of that energy actually affects that person that you're pointing at? Do you a think? lot, a lot. I think it doesn't take much just to leave a hateful comment on someone's page for them to read it, and then they just go, "Damn," you know. No, but even if you don't, even if you don't read a hateful comment, how much underlying energy pointed to somebody reaches them is going to affect that person? I don't on think, a subconscious level. I don't think as much as being you know in contact physically because it's through the internet and you can have hundreds of comments but you know like the power of prayer right Mm. so that's uh praying for somebody what about the negative aspect of oh yeah dislike do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. like really not liking that or being pissed off with that person because they haven't done this how much does that affect that person do you feel like if the power of prayer is true and they've done studies where that actually does work, what's the power of the opposite of wishing somebody ill? I think that there's definitely power there, but I think it a power like that, I think it's more painful and uh, detrimental to the person doing the ill will. You know, uh, if they're... If someone's praying for someone's demise, the person that's doing the praying is, they're getting more messed up, you know, because that's their negative energy and they're trying to throw that to someone else. But really, it's just a reflection on themselves. That's why um, they're going to end up doing things that they regret or saying things that, you know, isn't, isn't worth saying because I don't think that throwing negative energy out there for the sake of doing it isn't good for anyone it's not good for anyone it needs to be constructive the only way it's constructive is when that person works on themselves through it yeah it's just hard to do because we can feel let down it's so hard but that's why psychotherapy is so good because it's a true genuine conversation like last night robin was just like hey what are you doing after work i'm like yeah who's robin the security guard oh yeah and I'm like not much man he's like oh you want to hang out so I'm like yeah so we just sat in the garage and talked and um, I find this funny I only realised it last night when you talk to someone and then they start telling you a story about something that frustrated them and then they start talking to you as if you are the person that frustrated them <laughs> so then they're like yelling in they're your carrying f- the energy yeah they're yelling in your face what they want to tell the person that frustrated them and I'm smiling, thinking, good on you. You're getting this energy out there and you're Are venting. You really? Because you don't like disharmony. No, it's not disharmony. He's getting his negative out, energy yeah. out and venting. And I'm not the person doing him wrong. 
but he's talking to me as if I am. Yeah. And the funny part is, is like this is this is true conversation. He's now being, he he's now letting things go. Now that he's just had a big rant and, you know, raised his voice a little bit and said what he'd say, to the actual person that did him wrong, he's letting that go. So part of working on yourself and working with your own with your issues. He's very much about letting things go. Yeah, 100%. So did you want to be a psychotherapist now? Oh, no. I just love the fact that a genuine conversation is the essence of psychotherapy. And oh, that's amazing. That's what I'm just like, wow, psychotherapy is just the coolest thing ever. That's, that what, that's what helped me tell someone that I saw crying at the bar at work. I had to tell them that uh like I give them a bit of advice and say maybe you do need professional help because it's not the first time I've seen them cry at the bar and yeah things like that it just means that they got things that they need to express but they can't talk to anyone yeah properly yeah people need to be heard but no one's really listening yeah that's exactly and that's what I love about listening because when you're talking to someone genuinely like time doesn't really exist you're actually just you know learning from each other and helping helping yourself grow because you're just letting all these thoughts that you just harbor on yourself out and yeah it just makes things nice okay. I, dig it. I think we should finish our podcast yeah definitely can't have it too long people don't listen yeah <laughs> so people don't have the attention span alright thanks for listening plus it's eleven, eleven. Thanks for listening. Bye. Remy and Mom. Yeah. Peace. D. D. Bye. Bye.